Welcome back to ASD, A New Perspective, a podcast show where we help you understand what is going on in the mind of your child. And we do encourage you that growth for your child is possible. I'm Kat Lee, and in this week's podcast, Dr. Gutstein talks about a very important topic in autism, theory of mind. Let's listen in. When we're involved in in what I think of as a typical conversation, none of us is able to accurately infer the other person's feelings, their intentions, their beliefs, and be accurate most of the time. Right Now, I'm not talking about thinking about other people when you're offline, like considering going shopping, considering what a friend might like, or remembering something about someone else, or considering your shared futures when you're alone or by yourself. Um, or wondering if you've hurt their feelings afterwards and, you know, you start reflecting and say, well, why didn't that work out? Um, I'm talking about something different. I'm talking about a continually moving, dynamic, online situation engagement, which would be like a conversation or a typical real-world social interaction that's not scripted, right? Mm -hmm. So I want you to think about the idea that you would be involved in that conversation and somehow at the same time, be conducting what these scientists have talked about as theory of mind, which is sort of dividing up your attention as you're talking and thinking and being with the other person to, con- to conduct this very complex intuitive metacognitive process, trying to make inferences about what the other person might be feeling and thinking and believing and knowing at the same time that all this is going on. Well, let me just say that even that idea, that, that type of operation isn't available to anyone, even in a poor form, until you're approaching adolescence. And even then, it's, it's going to not work more than it is going to work, right? So this idea that you can split up your attention and shift it between all these different areas is something that is a myth of, for all of us rather than a reality. So let's face it. When we're engaging with other persons, something like really engaging in a relationship, in a converse, an interesting conversation, most of the time, we're not going to know what's going on in their mind revelation. So theory of mind is, is wrong. Most of the time we don't operate with theory of their mind. In fact, most of the time we're not going to be even aware of what's going on in our own minds. Right? Yes, that's true. Right? So I want you to consider the complexity of, of trying to understand another person's mind during some kind of online engagement like this. So let's say you have to figure out what, you know, just asking yourself questions. So how much of my limited mental resources should I spend on this as opposed to anything else that was going on between us, right? And then what part of their world should I focus on? How about their feelings? Oh, which feelings? Their feelings towards me? Their feelings towards other persons? Their feelings towards themselves? Their feelings towards the current problem? On and on and on. And what about their intentions or their goals? Should I focus on that? Should I focus on their mental state? Uh, what about their beliefs? Or whether we have the same experience base. And, you know, we can both be in the same place and have very vastly different experiences. Should I assume it's the same? Should I assume it's different? I mean, think about just that. Like, what do I do? I mean, a mind, all these things could be going on in their mind. So if I have to focus on them, how would I decide at moment to moment? This is moment to moment where I should, what I should do, right? So in this respect, things like the theory of mind, you know, concept and, and, and like things like the Sally Ann test and its equivalent where they take a bunch of people and, you know, and they sort of test out, um, you know, you have this information and they left the room and don't have this information. So 
what do you think they're going to do based on the fact that their information is different when they come back, right? Well, that is very dangerous because most of the, almost all the time in the real world, that's not the case. Almost most of the time in the real world, you have no idea what their knowledge base is compared to yours. If you make that assumption, you're going to be real. It's a disaster. You're going to have a real problem assuming that you know what they know, or you, they're going to be insulted and they're going to want to not deal with you anymore. So the idea of teaching theory of mind is like the worst thing you could possibly do because again, in the real world, you're not going to most of it's better off assuming that you don't know what the other person's thinking and feeling than that, that you can assume that you can teach people to actually be accurate in assuming what other people are thinking about and feeling and knowing mm. is one of the most dangerous things I can ever think about. I mean, that's sort of like someone who has delusions. You know, schizophrenics might believe that. That's that's really what a schizophrenic believes. I know what's in your mind. You know, I can tell what you're really. Right? That's that's scary. Why would you want to teach someone that? In fact, if you have to, only do one thing, and teach them only one thing, which I don't think you should do. But if you had to, it would be to teach them that you don't know, but that you might want to know, but you have no idea what they're thinking and feeling, right? If you only had to do one thing, versus that you could learn how to do that, I would teach them. Don't ever assume right? That you know what's going on in other people's minds. And most of the time, what's going on in your mind, if that was my one position. But the problem is, any way you look at this, it's a recipe for failure. So think about how you would teach this. Um, and we spend our whole life trying to figure this out. We never get it. So here's this. If I never try to guess what you're feeling and thinking, I'm going to fail. If I'm oblivious, I never try. But if I do guess and I act on my assumptions, I'm going to fail. And you're going to be insulted and it's going to be wrong. If I spend too little effort or too much effort trying to infer what's going on with you, I'm going to fail. If I try to find out and ask you too frequently, I'm going to fail because you're going to get annoyed. If I don't ask you frequently enough, I'm going to fail. Right? Right? And you know, it, it, think about it, my own feelings. If, if I was continually just checking on what I'm feeling and thinking every moment, I would fail. I would be paralyzed. Okay. So think about how impossible that is. It's, there's no, and on that respect, there's no way you get it, right? Too much is wrong. Too little is wrong. Guessing is wrong. Not guessing is wrong. Now we're getting into the messiness of the real world, right? And, and that's only part of the picture in any conversation, right? That's only a piece of it, what's going on in our minds, right? Um, and what happens when the things your partner says, which is going to happen, trigger all these associations in your mind? What about the changes that are continually going on in your mind? The feelings about your prior experiences that might get triggered, thoughts about the future, ideas, opinions, worries, problems, goals, whether you agree with your partner, whether you understand what they're saying. What about all those things that are happening in your mind at the same time that things are happening in their mind? Well, how do you do that? And then, you know, what about a third conversational stream? What's happening with the topic between you? How it's continuing to shift? We might be talking about ourselves, other persons and groups, and even fictional persons that we may be both familiar with or only one of us is familiar with. We might shift between being playful and being serious. We might shift between just imagining and fantasizing and making realistic plans. We might shift between experiences that we both had and ones that I didn't have or we didn't share together, between futures that we both might participate in and individual futures, between recent events in the past and 
distant events in the past, between the upcoming future, tomorrow, and 10 years from now, right? Those things would go on from a moment-to-moment -moment basis. And those should, so there's another stream of information that we would have to deal with. So, so we just, we do, you know, what happens when we teach somebody that they need to, you know, understand theory of mind, that in this conversation, they can simply understand what the other person's thinking and feeling. How is that even possible when none of us can do that? None of us can do it. So the answer is, so how do we do this? How do we, there's all this stream of information, right? You gotta ask this. How does anyone manage this continual multiple streams of information that are going on? Well, not by taking them apart and doing each step in that. I was thinking about this, not by, now I'm gonna shift to my own thoughts. Now I'm gonna shift to your thoughts. Now I'm going to look at the shared topic. Now I'm going to be, you know, look at your feelings. Now I'll look at your thoughts. Now I'll look at your beliefs. Now I'll look at your, of course. There's no way to do that. It's certainly not something you're gonna teach someone as a skill. I mean, if you taught them as a skill to do that, it's an impossibility. So the answer is there's no right answer. It's a very messy, ambiguous process. And by the way, it's very influenced by the larger context because the answer is, it depends. Should I just not care about what you think and feel? Frankly, sometimes I shouldn't care. If I'm sitting on an elevator with somebody, we say hello to each other, we're never gonna see each other again. Why am I going to stop to care about whether what you, what's going on in your mind or mine? Should I ask them what they think? Sometimes. Should I try to infer it? Sometimes. Should I act on my inferences? Sometimes. Right? It depends on so many different factors. The nature of your relationship, the history of your relationship, what you've already worked out as the ground rules, right? Um, even the future of your relationship. You're only going to see this person one time. You're never going to see him again. Why am I gonna spend the effort wondering how they interpret things and what knowledge they have and how they feel about me and, and all those things, right? And it's a specific person you're doing, you know, you're engaging with their personality. Some people don't want you to assume, they want you to ask. They get insulted if you try to assume what they think. They, they don't assume what I think and feel. Other people get annoyed very quickly if you start to ask them that. Leave me alone, I don't, stop bothering me about what I think and feel, right? Yes. Some people more are more revealing, so it depends on that. It depends on so many different factors. What, what you're doing at the moment, right? Or what your role relationships are. So, you know, I want you to consider that if, if you approach this in a sort of, <laughs> you know, analytic way and teach people these types of skills, you're, you're trying to get the, teach them to do something that no one can ever do. And it's not reality. None of us ever do this. None of us ever do this with our minds it's it, no one can do it and thanks for joining us for asd a new perspective the podcast show where we help you understand what is going on in the mind of your child and we encourage you that growth for your child is possible i'm cat lee see you next time <laughs>